In the annals of the Old West, where legends are born and outlaws roam free, one name stands out as the epitome of merciless justice, Porter Rockwell. Often overshadowed by the likes of Wyatt Earp and Wild Bill Hickok, Rockwell's name may not be all that familiar, but this legacy, as a lawman, is ingrained in border lore. With a reputation for unyielding determination and a relentless pursuit of justice, Porter Rockwell has made his name in history as the Old West's most ruthless lawman. In this video, we dive into the life and career of this enigmatic figure, exploring the factors that shaped him and his actions, make him a force to be reckoned with in a lawless frontier. In the Wild West era of American history, Orrin Porter Rockwell emerged as a remarkable figure. Holding a career as a lawman in the Utah Territory, he has infamous nicknames such as Old Port and the Destroying Angel of Mormondom. Because of not keeping a diary, Porter Rockwell's story is very fuzzy. Porter Rockwell was born on June 28, 1813, or June 25, 1815, in Belchertown, Hampshire County, Massachusetts due to his connection to the Mormon community. As a young man, Rockwell formed a personal relationship with Joseph Smith, the earliest member of the Latter-day Saints movement. His family, who lived near the Smith family in Massachusetts, assisted Smith in funding the publication of the Book of Mormon by selling fruit, berries, and wood. When Smith moved to New York, the Rockwell family joined the early adherents of the faith. Porter himself was baptized on the day the church was founded, in April 1830, at the age of 16. When the branch of the church in New York moved to Ohio, Porter Rockwell was sent to Jackson County, Missouri, a gathering place for members of the church. It was in Missouri that Rockwell honed his gun skills and entered into his first marriage in 1832. However, his time in Missouri was not without controversy, as Rockwell came under suspicion for allegedly participating in a conspiracy against former Governor Lilburn Boggs. In a significant development on October 27, 1838, Governor Boggs issued an ordinance known as Executive Order 44, commonly known as the Destruction Order. This order calls for the expulsion of the Mormons from Missouri by any means necessary. Governor Boggs justified his actions by citing what he described as public and defiant actions taken by the Mormons in the conflict known as the Missouri-Mormon War. Tensions between the Mormons and their neighbors had reached a peak, leading to this drastic measure. The Mormon community faced growing opposition, fueled by economic and political factors, as well as disagreements over slavery. The culmination of these tensions came in the form of articles published in Independence, Missouri in 1833, prompting Missouri state officials to issue a proclamation in July. As a result, this hostile environment made the Mormons unwelcome in the state of Missouri. This includes part of the manifesto. We, the undersigned citizens of Jackson County, believing that an important crisis is at hand, as regards our civil society, in consequence, a pretended religious sect of people that have settled and are still settling in our county, styling themselves Mormons, 
and intending, as we do, to rid our society peaceably if we can, forcibly if we must, and believing that, as we do, that the arm of the civil law does not afford us a guarantee, or at least a sufficient one against the evils which are now against us and seem to be increasing by the said religious sect, deem it expedient and of the highest importance to form ourselves into a company for the better and easier accomplishment of our purpose, a purpose which we deem it almost superfluous to say is justified as well by the law of nature as well as by the law of self-preservation. Porter's home became a meeting place for church elders who sought to map out strategies and protect their latter-day saints from a relentless persecution inflicted upon them by the Missouri mob. Sadly, their efforts proved futile, and the Mormons were eventually expelled from Jackson County, forcing them to seek refuge in Illinois. Despite the relocation, Porter chose to remain in Missouri, dedicated to ensuring the safety of other church members still in the state. In May 1842, a startling event occurred when former Governor Lilburn Boggs was shot by an unknown assailant. The crime was quickly attributed to Porter Rockwell as an act of revenge for the executive order issued several years earlier. However, due to a lack of evidence, Porter was released. After his release, Porter began his journey to Nauvoo, Illinois, to reunite with the rest of the church. It was on a remarkable Christmas day in 1843 when Porter arrived unannounced at Joseph Smith's residence. With shoulder-linked hair, he initially appeared to be a drunk Missourian, prompting Smith to order his expulsion. However, upon recognizing his friend, Smith greeted him warmly. According to the church, during this meeting, Smith promised Porter that if he remained loyal to the church and did not cut his hair, he would never die from a bullet. From that day on, it is said that Porter braided his hair and tied it at the nape of his neck. However, another account from the church claims that he later cut his own hair to help a bald widow with typhoid. Following the tragic assassination of Joseph Smith in June 1844, an incident occurred in September 1845 when Porter allegedly confronted and shot Frank Worrell, leader of the group responsible for Smith's death. The church asserts that the act was an act of self-defense, while some have suggested that it was done at the behest of the new leader of the church, Brigham Young, as a means of redirecting the mistreatment of those remaining in Nauvoo. Rockwell faced trial and was acquitted the following spring, adding to the intrigue surrounding his actions. Porter later traveled with Brigham Young to Utah, where in 1849 he assumed the role of Deputy Chief of Police in Great Salt Lake City. Life in Salt Lake City has undergone significant changes over the course of two decades. A remarkable article published in the Reno Evening Gazette in February 1891 shed light on the conflicts between the probes and the church. The article recounts how the explorers set up their base of operations in a hotel, a location mostly inhabited by foreigners. These newcomers are considered by the Mormon community as intruders and trespassers and are closely monitored by Mormon spies and servants who are suspicious of them. 
In the midst of this atmosphere, two prominent figures appear, Porter Rockwell, with his long flowing hair falling to his shoulders, and his partner, Brig Hampton. They are known as the top two destruction angels of the Mormon Church. While Porter Rockwell's reputation as a gunman, religious executor, and deputy field marshal suggests he may have taken many lives, he addressed a crowd in 1869 and asserted, I never killed anyone who didn't need killing a quote used by actor John Wayne in a movie decades later. However, many view him as an outlaw, suspecting him of involvement in the murder of several church-related individuals. Among these suspicions was the famous Aiken case. This incident occurred in 1857 when six professional gamblers from California, believed to be in the custody of Rockwell while being escorted out of the Utah Territory, were murdered. About two decades later, Rockwell will face prosecution for his alleged role in the case. However, he passed away before the trial took place. Beyond his notoriety as a lawman, Porter Rockwell's multifaceted personality extended to other goals. He also was a noted guide and mountain man. Additionally, he at one time ran the Hot Springs Hotel and Brewery, located in the southern Salt Lake Valley. Fitz author Hugh Ludlow wrote, in 1870 about Porter Rockwell saying, But he, Porter Rockwell, was that most terrible instrument that could be handled by fanaticism, a powerful physical nature welded to a mind of very narrow perceptions, intense convictions, and changeless tenacity. In his build, he was a gladiator. In his humor, a Yankee lumberman. In his memory, a bourbon in his vigils, an Indian. A strange mixture, only to be found on the American continent. Rockwell died in Salt Lake City, Utah Territory, of natural causes on June 9, 1878. He is buried in Salt Lake City Cemetery. At the time of his death, Rockwell had been a baptized Latter-day Saint longer than anyone alive. His epitaph reads, He was brave and loyal to his faith true to the prophet Joseph Smith, a promise made him by the prophet. Through obedience, it was fulfilled.